Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a, another edition of Over the Line, a very special edition as you know by now, uh, the news of the passing of Rush Limbaugh has stretched far and wide, and uh, we wanted to take this episode and dedicate it to that um very sad for a lot of us especially for me it's um it's it's just kind of a it's just kind of a a, a weird a weird spot for me is I, i'm pretty cynical about you know celebrities or people i don't know dying and and everything else so we'll we'll get into that in a minute first let me remind you about our good friends at vapor forge over on 280 you know all about them i don't have to tell you if you haven't been over there make sure you get over there and uh they're gonna handle all your vaping needs and more 4673 highway 280 east in birmingham right by bailey brothers if you want to give them a call if you got questions or whatever 205-874-9010 874 9010 will get you in touch with um with my boys over there at uh vapor forge i appreciate them they support the show they support this message and uh it would mean a lot if you go and support those guys so again yesterday you got the news um i think the news broke uh by rush rush's wife opening his show yesterday and announcing that he had in fact passed away and it's kind of a it's one of those things it's where it wasn't completely shocking to to get the news because for a year we've known rush had stage four lung cancer and that he could be gone at any time uh, but for me, when you finally did get the news, it still hit you kind of hard. And you're like, oh, it finally, finally happened. Like, this is, even though in the back of your mind you knew it was eventually going to happen, it's still kind of like, man, what an integral part of of what I feel like my life. And I never really spoke a lot about it. Um, you know, it almost seemed... I didn't speak a lot about it because it almost seemed cliche because he was at the top. He was he was the guy. He was the one. He single-handedly saved uh, a radio, single-handedly saved AM radio, really FM radio, and created a path for people to be in conservative talk radio and that's the only talk radio that that survives i mean there you 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 can't name a liberal talk radio show that's on the air that has any sort of success whatsoever they just don't work marissa limbaugh showed political talk radio can work if you do it right there was a void back in the late 80s early 90s for conservative viewpoints on a large scale for people to consume on a large scale because there at that point in time there was um 
there was a, a a turn happening in the mainstream media. What we know the mainstream media as today is completely off the farm, leftist, agenda-driven, destructionist towards this country, just a a really an evil entity, right? I've made the point time and time again that one of the biggest threats to society today in this country is the mainstream media. And back then, it was the early days where they started taking that turn, that turn towards the left, that turn towards not reporting the news, but reporting an agenda, spinning things in a way that um, fit their narrative or benefited their favorite politician. And people started seeing that. But it's there was nothing they could do about it. It was their only choice. They didn't have podcasts. They didn't have YouTube to go watch their favorite, you know, talking head. They just, that's what they had. And then Rush Limbaugh, who just decided, hey, I'm going to give radio a shot and just be straight up about the way I view the world. He filled a void that was desperately needed. And he's talked about in the past that he didn't realize that it was going to turn into what it turned into. He says it's just it was just the right place at the right time. He just got extremely, extremely lucky. And I think that's a, a generous take on his part because he's obviously extremely talented in what he does. Um, but he, um, he made a way. He, he made a path for so many people, whether they want to admit it or not, to make a career out of doing something that they love, they love to do. And um, that'll all, he, he, he gets all, all the credit for that. I, I've, I've talked to before about how, uh, how in, in my career in radio and then doing this podcast, I've taken a little bit from this person, a little bit from that person. And kind of put it all together in one package to make me who I am and and what I do. And one of the things I took from Rush Limbaugh was he always said he had a PhD in liberalism. And that he, he was able to get into the psyche of the left and really understand what makes them tick. And I always thought that was the best way in... That was the best way to combat these people. And so I took that up. I, and and I've really tried to make that kind of part of my my personality or my a part of my um, radio or, or podcast personality, if you will, in the sense of being two steps ahead of these people, knowing what's coming. Because there's no, there's no better way to combat something than to know what's coming before it gets there. And he was a master at doing that. It's why he drove them absolutely crazy. He had time to sit down and strategize 
for an attack before the attack happened because he knew what was coming and it was it was a brilliant strategy on his part and it was super effective so why these people hate him so much because he knew them like the back of his hand but he also he also put a lot of effort into making sure that the slanderous attacks on conservatives and the conservative movement didn't progress in the sense of, and you've all heard it, you've all heard the, you know, you're a Republican or you're a conservative and you don't care about um, poor people, you don't care about, you know, you're, you're against abortion, but once the baby's born, you don't care about them and you don't care about minorities and all this other stuff he he played a big part in defending conservatism in the sense of making sure they weren't painted generally painted in that light and painting them in their their true colors of the most generous kind-hearted most inclusive people on the planet and it took a while but we finally started seeing that we and we really started seeing that over the past four years if you look at the current state of conservatism or just you know in general the republican party um it is the most diverse that i've ever seen it in all my years, I've been a conservative my whole life. And, you know, for as long as I knew, you know, what a conservative meant. At this point in time, it is more diverse than it's ever been. Because growing up, it was just a bunch of white guys. A bunch of old white guys that, you know, was just trying to keep America, America. You know, it was a noble cause, but there wasn't a lot of diversity. And now, because of the likes of Rush Limbaugh and others, and really a big part of it, Donald Trump, the Republican Party, the conservative movement, is more diverse than it's ever been. It's basically picking off people from the left simply by waking them up and showing them the truth and saying, you got no reason to be over here. These people tell you because you're this gender or you're this color or you're from this background that you have to align yourself with them. Why? That's about as racist and bigoted as it gets to tell you that what you look like defines you. You come over here and we don't care what you look like. We just want you as well as everybody else to have a, a better life and be able to take advantage of the opportunities that America has to offer. That was always the message. Rush Limbaugh conveyed that message at a, a speech he gave at the and uh, CPAC, uh, 2009 CPAC. And if you get a chance to go online and listen to the entire message, it was one of the best speeches by a conservative that that I've ever heard. But I'll play you 
just a uh, short clip of it, two minutes of it. I think really the the two minutes of it that highlight really what the entire message was from the CPAC in 2009. He was the last speaker on the last day. I think it was on a Saturday. And um, people were packed into this room. They were packed in there. They, they they sat there for seven, eight, nine hours because if you got up, you lost your seat. And so people didn't want to miss what Rush Limbaugh had to say. And uh, it was it was nothing short of inspiring. Listen to this. Let me tell you who we conservatives are. We love people. When we look out over the United States of America, when we are anywhere, when we see a group of people such as this or anywhere, we see Americans, we see human beings. We don't see groups, we don't see victims, we don't see people we want to exploit. What we see, what we see is potential. We do not look out across the country and see the average American, the person that makes this country work, we do not see that person with contempt. We don't think that person doesn't have what it takes. We believe that person can be the best he or she wants to be if certain things are just removed from their path, like onerous taxes, regulations, and too much government. We love and revere our founding documents, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. We believe that the preamble of the Constitution contains an inarguable truth, that we are all endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, among them life. Yes. Liberty, freedom. And the pursuit of happiness. Now, those of you watching at home may wonder why this is being applauded. We conservatives think all three are under assault. And that was the, the great thing about Rush, is he recognized that. He recognized that all of those things have been under assault for a long time, and he was willing to fight back against it. You think about doing that for that many years, for decades, under relentless assault. Most of you guys, especially in the age of social media, you it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to see what people are saying, such the, the nasty, nasty things people are saying. And then people on Capitol Hill, too, especially at a time like this when Democrats are running the show. It's easy to get discouraged and just want to throw your hands up. Some of y'all say, you know what, it's just too stressful. I can't keep up with politics right now. i got to take a break from it, whatever. That's fine. There's plenty of us out here that are willing to keep on fighting for everybody else. So there's no shame in having to take a break from it. We get it. 
But imagine that being your driving force for decades, day after day after day, under relentless assault, and never once backing down. I mean, this this guy was the first to experience something that is in the forefront today in cancel culture. Time after time after time. Cancel culture was created to take out Rush Limbaugh. And he faced it head on and he prevailed every single time. It wasn't just one time when he said something absurd or controversial. It was over and over. It was a constant, relentless assault. To get his advertisers to peel off. To get him fired from whatever station he was at. And he prevailed. Every single time. He is a giant... In that field, he's a, he's a giant when it comes to conservatism. I truly believe, had it not been for Rush Limbaugh keeping a particular America First message alive, we would have never seen Donald Trump. And had we never seen Donald Trump, we would have never seen as many people engaged in what their government is doing as we do today. And as I said, we wouldn't see the conservative movement as diverse as we see it today. Rush Limbaugh has to thank for that. As many people that call him a bigoted racist and a sexist and all that, His accomplishments include diversifying the conservative movement. But they don't want to talk about that. They're just filled with hate, hatred. It's much like the way they acted when, at the beginning of 2020, the president at the State of the Union speech awarded Rush the Medal of Freedom the country's highest civilian honor. And with all the tributes going on, you've probably seen this before, uh, but I think it's worth playing because it was such an emotional, emotional moment. And the look on Russia's face when they announced that, when the president, President Trump, announced that he would be receiving the Medal of Freedom it was priceless. Something, uh, you know, in my opinion, that he deserved. For what he's done, not just for a particular political party, not for a political movement, but for the country. Conservatism is for the country. It's for the betterment, as you just heard him say, for everybody. Whether you agree with them politically or not. That's why, that's why Democrats and liberals have it made. They get to sit back and complain and moan and be the victim, but still benefit every time we get in power and make the country a better place. They still get to benefit no matter how, how much hatred they spew towards us, no matter how much 
no matter how how against the 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 things we're doing they are they still get to benefit from them they got it made but when this happened i thought it was um I thought it was a, a very, a very special moment. And, and the Medal of Freedom, awarding the Medal of Freedom, is a, it's, it's a political thing. It's, it's a president basically picking out some of his favorite people and giving them the award. But it's still a special award. It comes from the president. I mean, if you get anything from the president, it's going to be special. But a medal that is awarded to what is supposed to be the most cherished civilians in this country. It's a big deal. This was that moment in early 2020. State of the Union speech. Donald Trump awarding Rush Limbaugh the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Almost every American family knows the pain when a loved one is diagnosed with a serious illness. Here tonight is a special man, beloved by millions of Americans, who just received a stage four advanced cancer diagnosis. This is not good news, but what is good news is that he is the greatest fighter and winner that you will ever meet. Rush Limbaugh. Thank you for your decades of tireless devotion to our country. And Rush, in recognition of all that you have done for our nation, the millions of people a day that you speak to and that you inspire, and all of the incredible work that you have done for charity, I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I will now ask the First Lady of the United States to present you with the honor, please.
what a what an amazing moment that was uh, for for Rush and and everything he's done for this country, and you know, an amazing moment to to uh, watch liberal heads explode because half that room they were pissed off they refused to stand up and clap because they hated the guy you know and, and they they base it on words that have been said in the past you know in the 90s the way to make it in radio was to be brash was to be offensive um you know and just just be downright controversial that goes for uh so many people whether that's howard stern or don imus or you know a, a plethora of 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 a radio host that made it to the to the top of the game back then people that um people that i I, I looked up to and really shaped what I wanted to do. Um, you know, the thing was, when I was growing up, I, I wanted to be, when I was a kid, I wanted to be on the music side of radio. I want to work at a rock station. I wanted to be the one introducing the songs and and going to all the concerts and and uh you know back then in the days for those of you in Birmingham 1077 the X and uh stations like that rock 995 the the people that were on those stations were were just as much of uh, rock stars as the bands they were playing and now it's weird because I'm I'm friends with a lot of those people that I listened to as a kid. Um, but that's what I wanted to do. And as time went on and I listened to people like, look back on my time at listening to people like Rush Limbaugh and and um, plenty of others. Rusty Humphreys is, a, is another one. I, I don't know if he's still around, but some of these conservative talkers, I, I got to the point where I'm like, man, that. That seems like a lot more fun, and it seems like I'm actually contributing to society. If I were to to, to go that route, that would be uh, more purpose filled. I would be doing something to to you know make people's lives better, and to be involved in a fight that's going to make the country a better place. And so. The years and years of of listening to that stuff eventually shaped me into doing what I ultimately wanted to do. You know, my dad, my dad used to have this little red uh, pickup truck. And every time I rode in that pickup truck, it was Rush Limbaugh every single time. I mean, I can remember sitting in my bedroom and hearing Rush Limbaugh out in the driveway coming out of that little red truck. Um, that intro music. Almost every single day. I mean, there was even a time where 
Um, I don't, I don't know if we were fishing or what, but was sitting in that red truck and my dad was out doing something. He hopped out of the truck for something. And I remember wrestling ball playing as always, but my dad forgot to uh, put the emergency brake on in the truck. It was a stick shift. And, uh, after he jumped out, the, the truck started rolling towards a pond and, uh, we almost <laughs> ended up in the pond. He saved it. He, he ended up diving into the truck and stopping it, but a lot of memories in that truck. Uh, but Kaylee McAdany brought it up yesterday. She said, you know, I'm the definition of a rush baby. And I guess that's me too. Growing up, listen to the guy. And I had so much, so much in common with him, even outside of that, because it was well publicized. Rush had a, an addiction problem with, prescription pills that he battled for a while. I don't know how long he dealt with that. Um, but I felt a connection on that front because I dealt with the same thing. And this is something I've not really talked about on the podcast or the radio. But I was um, addicted to drugs at one point in my life. Started off with the doctor giving me a bunch of pills and it ended up turning into harder drugs like heroin. And eventually I got it all turned around and been clean for years and years. And, and that's, I've never really brought that up. And I think one day I'll probably give you all the whole story on that. Um, but there was a connection there on that front that... You don't have with just uh, just everybody, and so, like I said, I, I normally don't. I normally don't get bent out of shape or let it affect me when a celebrity passes away, whether that's a musical artist or an actor or whatever. But this one was just different. It was. Uh, I went and looked up Rush's uh, last show of 2020. I noticed some of the news outlets were playing um, clips from one of his one of his last shows. It, it, they were playing it because it was the end of 2020, and normally what Rush does is he just kind of talks about what he's thankful for, but it had more meaning because it was the last one. It was December 23rd, the day before... Um, Christmas Eve after a rough year in 2020 you know outside of the COVID stuff and politics and everything else you know Rush had to go through that entire year knowing that he had terminal stage 4 cancer that was going to take him at any time and um, just listening to that last show you you realize that you know what that that diagnosis has done to him and really how it's changed his perception. And I think it can be a lesson for a lot of us in looking at, you know, what's, what's really important in life. And, you know, it, it, it can get lost on us very easily. 
in this day and age. Happens to me, you know, it happens to you guys. But just to give you some insight, here is, uh, luckily I found it took me forever to find it, but I found Rush's uh, last podcast. Here's the last two or three minutes of his show as he wraps up uh, 2020 and one of his last radio broadcast ever. My ongoing attempt to thank everybody in the audience, all of you, for everything you mean to me. That last call. Um, that's reminds me how much I love all of you, how much I so appreciate everything you've meant to me and my family. You don't have any idea how I know so many people think this program has changed their lives for the better. You have no idea what you all have meant to me and my family. The day is going to come, folks, where I'm not going to be able to do this. I don't know when that is. I want to be able to do it for as long as I want to do it. I want to... But the day will come where I'm not going to be able to. And I want you to understand that even when the day comes, I'd like to be here. As I have this sense of needing to constantly show my appreciation for all that you have done and meant to me. So I hope you all have a great Christmas, a great New Year. And I hope that the things that are in store for all of us in the coming year are certainly better than what we have endured in 2020. I don't know too many people have enjoyed 2020. Probably some sickos out there who have, but 2021 has to be better. We're going to try to make it that way here at the EIB Network. Again, folks, thank you so much. I wish there were a way to say it other than thank you. You're just the best. My family is just the best. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everybody, from all of us to all of you. Make it happen. There is the last uh, broadcast of 2020 for Rush Limbaugh as he really sums up what everything his career uh, has meant to him. I I was going to spend some of the show today talking about the response from the left to the death of Rush Limbaugh. Every everything from the celebrities and what they've said to just the average Joes on Facebook that I've seen. I've some of the most nasty, nasty comments I've 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 seen. I I've watched the left to be nasty to conservative leaders, conservative icons in, in the wake of their passing, but this one was this one was different. They were extra nasty this time, and I would expect nothing less, but I'm not going to give them the attention on this podcast because this is just going to be about the legacy of of Rush Limbaugh and uh, what he's meant to me and what he's meant to all of you guys. So, um, R.I.P. Rush, there's never going to be anybody like him. 
uh, ever again. He paved the way for a lot of people. No matter what happens um, with radio in the future, you know, there's a lot of questions about radio, whether it can survive another 10, 15 years. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But there is no doubt that Rush Limbaugh in his time on this earth, that he is the one that single-handedly kept that genre alive and kept aspects of radio in general alive. He's definitely, definitely going to be missed. We're out of here. Make sure you add us on all the social medias. Make sure you like and you comment and you share this video as we uh, will pump these videos out for you every single day. Uh, what is today? It's today Thursday, so we'll have a live video for you tomorrow. If you're following our social media, you'll be updated on when we're going to do that. Usually about 7 o'clock, so keep an eye out, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll hook it up. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend, and until next time, see you, cuz.